I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. This is Chandler coming to you from the editing booth. Uh, we have sort of a special episode for you all this week. Uh, we were so excited when we were looking at John Wayne's chart just the other week that immediately after we did it, uh, we started looking into uh, how to make that chart more accurate. Uh, if that birth time were pushed just a few minutes before, uh, would it make more sense for him? So uh, immediately afterwards, we started looking into playing with the time, and what you're about to hear is that experiment. Uh, as we say at the beginning of every episode uh are you ready for another grand experiment and this is what the show's all about so we're experimenting with the astrology to see uh if that will uh, make the history make more sense to us uh so please enjoy season three episode 20 john wayne's true birth time okay i want to do this right now you want to do it right now Okay. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to uh, do this episode. Let's do a short and let me recalculate this to barely Taurus. And let's see what happens because I really feel John Wayne. I just don't feel he had Gemini rising. So I don't know where the time came from because I'm figuring back then they didn't really put the time on there. So I don't know, but um, let's take a look. If we go back and we go to, first of all, and let's try, let's see what happens if we go to 430. So we are now uh, experimenting to see what uh, time John Wayne, or what more accurate time uh, for John Wayne to be born. We were looking at 5 a.m. and uh, that set him with a Gemini uh, ascendant, but uh, we're going to try and see if pushing that over to Taurus by going earlier might make more sense for uh, the famous actor. So we are now looking at 4.30 a.m. I don't think it's 4.30 because we lose that interception, see? So at 4.30, we lose the interception that was made a lot of sense for John Wayne because of um, the issues that he had with his mother and with the women in his life. Um, so we might be uh, getting just even closer to uh, 5 a.m. We're now looking at 4.40 a.m. See if that might be the sweet spot in between. You know what? This might be it. 
because this is 29 degrees Taurus. Okay. So we don't necessarily have the interception per se, but it's close enough at 29 degrees because 29 degrees is a very powerful degree. Mm -hmm. That would make sense because it's powerful. It's 29 degrees Taurus just for interest sake, mm -hmm. you know, and here we have Venus in the 12th house in Taurus. Karma with women. Mm -hmm. Karma. These relationships that you have described for John Wayne are extremely karmic mm -hmm. uh, because of the information that's there. We're so close to having an interception with this being 29 degrees Scorpio on the seventh house, but having all of this Sagittarius in there, mm -hmm. um, it would also give you that foreign partner's situation. Um, it puts his son at four degrees, Gemini, conjunct his Mercury. I mean, what is John Wayne known for? His vernacular, mm -hmm. his voice. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful, right? So that puts Sun conjunct Mercury. I mean, it was already Sun conjunct Mercury conjunct Pluto by sign, which is fine. But his son being born at 5 a.m. is in the 12th house, which I'm not sure that's correct. This makes more sense because it's big. Yeah. Big first house. Yeah. Big personality. Huge. John Wayne's personality and John Wayne is huge. Yeah. You know, so it makes it big. I don't know. I, I like this uh, for what did I put it at 440. Yeah, 440. I kind of like this time at 440 a.m. It makes sense. You know, it puts. Uh, it doesn't change everything so much. It does put Mars in Capricorn in the ninth house with his Uranus in Capricorn in the eighth house, which is legacy. Even though these are conjunct, they're in different houses. And that kind of makes sense. With his travel and him going to other countries to find women, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. That's not what everybody does. Mm -hmm. People don't normally just go to another country to find women. Right. I mean, I guess he was in other countries. Yeah, It's not like, I need to go find a wife. Let me go to Mexico. <laughs> Let me it go was, to South America. Uh, uh, I'm filming a movie in Mexico, and here's one of the other actresses around. Or uh, I'm doing this thing to promote American goodwill in Peru, and I'm looking at how they film movies, and here's this other actress. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the first wife had nothing to do with, I mean, she was American. She just happened to be of Spanish descent. Right. Um, but that still fits into that yeah. Sagittarius 7th it house. Very it's a foreign culture from uh -huh. what he grew up in. And it, it doesn't have to be foreign. Foreign. Right. Just foreign culture. Yes. It, I mean, because Sagittarius is all about appreciating other cultures. Mm -hmm. Very, I don't know. I'm go I, I think, Chandler, that going with this 29 degrees Taurus, because when you think about zero degrees and you think about 29 degrees, first of all, Taurus is ruled by Venus and Taurus is the bull, the duke, yeah. the man. Yeah. You know, even though 
Taurus is a feminine sign because it's ruled by Venus. I mean, it is the bull. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it when a when someone with Taurus rising walks into a room, they are noticed. Mm -hmm. They're noticed in a completely different way than someone with Leo rising. Uh, but they enter and it is very noticeable. They have taken up space. Mm -hmm. People with Taurus rising take up space. And they are Venusian. So they are handsome or rugged yeah. or beautiful yeah. because it's Venus, you know. So that to me makes more sense than the Gemini rising. Because you can look at Mae West and go, oh, that woman's got a twinkle in her eye. Mm -hmm. There is something going on there. But when John Wayne comes in, uh, attention. Yes. John Wayne has entered the room mm -hmm. and there's nothing spoken. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And then 29 degrees, zero degrees and 29 degrees. Imagine when you light a sparkler, a fireworks sparkler. When you first light it at zero degrees, it goes, Poof, right? There's a little explosion. Mm -hmm. That's what zero degrees means. If you have something at zero degrees, that's what that means. Mm. The last thing that happens with that sparkler, Poof, yeah, another explosion. That's 29 degrees. Mm. That's the kind of power you have with zero and 29 in that sign. So even though if you believe or you don't believe in cusps, you know, having 29 degrees or zero degrees is in fact intense of that sign. Mm -hmm. If you're zero degrees Taurus, that is Taurus. Yeah. If you are 29 degrees Taurus, that is Taurus. Okay. Granted. This 29 degree ascendant is conjunct by degree to this four degrees Gemini sun. All right. Even though this is Taurus and this is Gemini, but it is a big enough difference in his chart to make sense to me. So maybe when they wrote down what time he was born, it was five o'clock. But it's possible he was born around 440. Yeah. Because there's a lot going on between when you come out and when someone can write something down. Mm -hmm. And you this know? may have been done because I don't know if he was born in a hospital or not. So yeah, may, more than likely he wasn't. Th th this might be something that um, was remembered many years later. Yeah. And also rounding up to five o'clock. That Makes seems all kind the sense of, in the world. Yeah. Because we're talking about 1907. Yeah. My mother was born in 1941 and she was born at home. Yeah. So 1907, I don't think they were probably at a hospital, mm -hmm. but maybe. But I mean, this does kind of make more sense to me. The things that change are putting the sun into the first house. Sun, bright, shiny. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, yeah. that is intense. And then Mercury, his vernacular, yeah. connected to his sun and power. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, this women thing with women, women connected to his career, his work, mm -hmm. not his career, his work, but also this moon in Scorpio, that is um, dark. You know, that can be dark. That sounds like his mother, the dark side, you know, just being vindictive, yeah. that dark side, which is sad, but also Whatever karma he had, you know, he's got Venus in his 12th house. If this is the case, w either way, whether he's born at five o'clock in the morning or 440, he has Venus in the 12th house. He has karma with these women. Yeah. With women. 
And it's it's what he chose. Yeah. You know, we choose to work out what we're going to work out when we come into this life. So very interesting. His Mars moves to the ninth house, which gives him a very. And it's in it's in Saturn, which is history. Mm-hmm. He's passionate about history. That's Mars and Capricorn. That's amazing. And that's his philosophy. That's his dogma. Yeah. That's his um, education. You know, he's interested in history, time. Very interesting to realize that. And uh, still, I mean, he's known as nurturing, right? Yeah. Through creativity. I mean, when I think about John Wayne, I think this is a man with a great heart. Mm -hmm. This is a man with a big heart, you know, and it still puts this fourth house cusp on Leo, which makes him very dedicated to his country, his community, his home. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think I think this makes sense. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, all, all the things that were already making sense in the last chart are still there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the trickster uh, glint in the eye I could kind of see. But mm-hmm. trickster is not the word that I would necessarily associate with John Wayne. Uh, outside of the fact of what we were already talking about, that when he's with opponents um, or people who are against him, uh, outsmarting them and outwitting them. Absolutely. Uh, and that's absolutely still here. Mm-hmm. So, and even more so. So yeah. I think that there, uh, and uh, now we have even things that make more sense in regards to his choice in partners. Um, I was, when I, even before I was doing research for this, I, I found this old interview uh, of John Wayne on the Donahue show in 1976. And uh, Donahue, that's uh, uh, daytime television in the 70s, mainly geared towards housewives. So the audience is filled with all these women. Right. And from Chicago. And so that's a question and answer. And one of the ladies goes, Mr. Wayne, why do you like the Spanish women so much? So, uh, and so the he had, and but he's entertaining this whole group of women. And uh, at one point, there's this one lady who popped up, and she, and she goes, "Mr. Wayne, I just want to see that you are so manly. When you grab a hold of those women and throw them on the bed, oh, I just wish I was one of them." <laughs> <laughs> another, another one of these w- women pops up and goes, Mr. Wayne, uh, will you uh, come home with me? And before she could fit, like to make you casserole, whatever, can you come home with me? And goes, yes, yes, I will. <laughs> I'll go home with you. <laughs> so no. he, even though he had all of these emotional problems and things to overcome, a lot of women still found him. Uh, very attractive um, and maybe thought they could fix him um, or uh, all sorts of things that could be going on. So that's all, that's all still here. I think sure. 440. That makes, that makes Well, sense. these are all very real things because I mean, when you think about it, I don't know Chandler, if you've ever read a romantic novel, I'm going to guess not. You're, no. you're more about the history, but every romantic novel yeah has manly men yes they men yeah they manly men it's beauty and the beast it is so i mean there is something deep-seated in us that women really need 
a man mm-hmm. that is strong, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's what I mean. If it wasn't why, how do we have this romantic novel industry right. that makes billions of dollars writing stories about manly men yeah. and feminine women? Now, some of them are both pirates. Some of the women are also very strong. In Mm -hmm. fact, in a lot of these novels, the women are strong. But the man is still stronger physically. Mm -hmm. They can fight shoulder to shoulder. But at some point, that woman is going to need that man to be really strong. Mm -hmm. So that is very heterosexual. But... That is an industry. There are many other industries that deal with other sexualities. I am specifically speaking of this one. Mm -hmm. But uh, that fantasy is something that is very marketable Mm -hmm. and happens in the film industry every day, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, John Wayne, uh, definitely manly man. He played a manly man. And, uh, you know, when I love my favorite ones are when he is with Maureen O'Hara. Mm hmm. Uh, what's the movie where they're Quiet in Ireland? Man. Uh-huh. And she's like, mm-hmm. and she's leaving. She's leaving. She is leaving. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it. And is it, he puts her over his shoulder? Yeah, He does something where he just, well, he's the, like. Yeah, because the, the in that one, there's the issue with the dowry. Yes. And that he was going to accept her no matter what, because he loved her. Yes. But it was an issue with her that she, get the, that the money came with her. Yes. And he didn't understand all that. And so the, he, they, after the wedding, uh, he takes her home, but she refuses to share the bed with him. Yes. And she locks him uh, out of the, the room. And he, and this was another thing that popped up in, in doing the research is that this was actually a choice that he made that he talked to John Ford about because they were supposed to be the the character arc was that he was this boxer mm-hmm. and that he had all of this violence in him but it shunned all violence mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. and so he was getting he was unloading his trunk and i haven't seen the movie in a long time mm-hmm. the the idea was that he had his boxing gloves that he was unloading from the trunk and then he cast them into the fire and that was going to show his complete uh, um reformation from mm-hmm. this boxer but instead he goes, this this is not how it's supposed to be. They're married and he's done everything for this woman and she's still so angry with him. He's going to go in there and he's going to teach her a lesson. Uh-huh. And so he bursts open the door and throws her onto the bed mm-hmm. and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he sleeps in the, in the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... The, the, but it, the, because he came up with all this, it leads to the greatest shot in the whole movie when the preacher comes with the things and he goes into the bedroom and sees that the bed is all completely fallen apart. And, and of course, it's the 50s, so there's no words, but there's right. just a look like, must have been a wild night. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that one, and then I think... It's either Big Jake or Chisholm or McClintock. That's the one where uh, he, he he goes through the whole town uh, and she's in her skivvies and uh, he, he's had enough of it. And so he, he gets a hold of her and spanks her in front mm-hmm. of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other ones. He, Maureen O'Hara was his favorite. Oh, my God. For, How could she not be? Yeah. How could she not be? Yeah. But that particular one, The Quiet, Quiet. Man, that is about her value. Mm-hmm. 
She wanted her value. Yes. This is her, this is how valuable and she a, is. And, and the, the crossing of cultures. Because yes. for him, and really, that's a progressive view mm -hmm. to, to hold, uh, you know, to hold him to this idea that he's Mr. Conservative. But he was willing to have her. But mm -hmm. that's the value as the human being. Right. But for her, it was the honor that went along that she deserves. That money goes along that's with that. That's right. And, and for him to have forsaken all this violence to turn away from that yeah. he had to learn in that movie that there is good violence that there is you to, yeah. to stand up for the things that you believe in and for the women that you love yeah i i, I think that i i really like so many things about the john wayne marino o'hara movie mm -hmm. because i identify with marino o'hara mm -hmm. very much but i also as you know, we have Spanish and Portuguese ancestry. Mm -hmm. So we got fire from all the areas mm -hmm. where you can have fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we are mm -hmm. very passionate people. And I, I, I identified with her. But I also identified with the fact that that was her stuff. Yeah. And that wasn't about him. Right. That was her getting to live with her valuable stuff, mm -hmm. you know? As valuable as it was, you know? No, I... I... Why John Wayne is so important uh, to me, you know, John Wayne is, as I've already said in the last one, um, the embodiment of what a good man is. Mm -hmm. He's who I always wanted uh, out of a father, out of a father figure. Mm -hmm. uh, like to have John Wayne as your dad, that would have been amazing. And I always think of the uh, in the Alamo, uh, he casts his own daughter uh, to be uh, the Dickinson daughter. Mm hmm. And when there's that scene where he is with Travis, uh, Crockett is with Travis and Dickinson, and they're just, they're about to talk about how they're going to defend the Alamo. And so the, the wife and, and child need to leave. So uh, Dickinson picks up her daughter. And I don't know if it was scripted. I don't know how it happened. But uh, the daughter goes, bye-bye. Yes. And John Link goes, bye-bye. That's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. that's everything that, that you would want uh, out of out of your dad, out of that fatherly figure in your yeah. life. Um, he's just he, and yeah, no one's perfect. He's not a saint. I'm no. not saying that at all. Yeah, but no. uh, he created something that was larger than himself through all of his faults and made this image of what a good man is. Yeah, an iconic Americana. That is America. That is an American icon. You know, people use John Wayne to describe many things about masculinity and bravery and honesty and patriotism. There are so many quotes and it gets into like, how much can you attribute a quote to John Wayne? Because he's saying something that a writer wrote for him to mm -hmm, say. Mm -hmm. But he, a lot of times actors take the words and then make it their own and the one that oh anytime i'm in a tough situation i always remember um that courage is not about being brave it's about being scared and saddling up anyway that's right that's something that lives with me my entire life um another of the great ones is uh life's hard it's harder if you're stupid yep that's another i mean it, iconic symbol of mm -hmm. of everything good and true yeah. I, I i love the man
Well, there's lots of uh, uh, different sayings that we associate with actors, yeah. and they weren't written by the actors. Nope. I'll be back. Yeah. That's not written by the actor, mm -hmm. you know? In fact, so. he didn't want to say that. Well, the story of that, Arnold, uh, and to his credit, he as an actor, another man who uh, maybe less than John Wayne, but uh, <laughs> someone who was taking his craft seriously, he talked about how um, uh, a robot wouldn't use a contraction. He was really into the role. He wouldn't say I'll. He would say I will. That's true. And James Cameron was like, no, because the syllables don't work out. It needs to be, I'll be back, three, uh -huh, done. Uh -huh. I will be back. It, it, it sounds perfunctory, gentlemanly or whatever. But that's another thing that um, I, I don't know why. I mean, this is all a bonus episode anyway, but I just remembered <laughs> that story. And it connects to John Wayne. And some of these people that we think are just pastiche or just these uh, 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 people who aren't really thinking about things, Arnold. I, he he thinks about his roles. John Wayne certainly thought about all of his roles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the John Wayne episode. I'm really excited that you did that. I do feel confident that he was born at 440. So yeah. maybe I'm the first one to recalculate this and take a look at it. But I really don't think he has Gemini rising. I think he's got Taurus rising. It's at 29 degrees, so it's super powerful. And that's my thought process on this. There it is. Sounds good to me. Um, I, I, I don't think it, it, it makes uh, any less sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah. Thank you all so much for, for listening to uh, this bonus episode. Um, and uh, we will uh, hear from you next time. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.